Welcome back to Late Fright with David Slenderman. George Clooney. He's a nice guy. Nice guy, Paul. Sharp dresser, David. Sharp, Sharp dresser. dresser. Smells great, Paul. I, should, I wouldn't know. I'm over here. Yeah, they you, should, they, uh, they, you should be over here and smell they, him, Paul. They don't let me near him. George Clooney. Got tonight's uh, top ten list. Top 10 list tonight. Uh, top 10 musicals based on blurry photos. You ever heard of these boys' blurry photos, Paul? It's a podcast, David. Podcasting. They're podcasters. <laughs> Podcast, podcasting. What do, you, what do you think? They're from the future, Paul? Do you think that's what pod people? Is that what they are? I, I don't know, David. Pod, I don't know. Podcasting, I, uh, Paul. I got, I got one of those MP3 players. I, uh, what do you I, got a Zune? You got a Zune, Paul? Is that what you got? A Zune? Yeah, I backed the wrong horse, David. Is it a Zune? Is it a Zune, Paul? You got a Zune? I don't. I don't play around with. That. I don't know how to how the hell to use that stuff. I, yeah, get with the times, David. I, I don't have to get with nothing. All right, top ten musicals based on blurry photos, Paul. Uh, number ten, The Mothman of La Mancha. <laughs> number nine, Ass Swangin' in the Rain. Number eight, Shreemy Todd. <laughs> you got to be 18 to see that one, David. He's a uh, demon proctologist, I've heard. <laughs> He's the butthole of Fleet Street, David. You get out, you see a lot of musicals, Paul? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of musicals. Number seven, Little Shop of Dunwich Horrors. <laughs> Number six, My Fair Leyline. <laughs> oh, the rain in Spain, Paul, falls mainly on the line that runs also through New Orleans, Paul. <laughs> uh, number five, Phantom of the Opera. Number four, Hank Misbehaven. You ever seen that one, Paul? I sure did. Sure did. Uh, number three, E.V. Pita. Is that a, is that a sandwich? It's a, it's a musical, Paul. It's a musical. Wow, okay. Set in Argentina. Right. Lots of sound. Is that the one Madonna's in? Yep. The famous Madonna? The famous Madonna's in that one, Paul. Uh, number two, Jersey Devil Boys. I'll chase you, baby. If it's day or night, I'll catch you, baby. I'll cut your throat all night. I wanna. <laughs> you all right there, Paul? I don't need a reason to sing, David. None of us do, Paul. The number one musical based on... Blurry photos. Okla Goatman. Good night. <laughs> I was hoping to be more of an Ed McMahon there. Maybe next time. We we uh, <laughs> yes. We got to hit it in the sweet spot there. <laughs> <laughs> also, you are right. I can also be completely trashed, and it's fine. <laughs> it's in character. Yeah. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Blurry Photos. We've got your top 10 paranormal everythings. That's right. Uh, and also the subsequent 30 that fall below the top 10. Yep. We offer 40 things. And then, and then we'll scramble together another 42 or so. That's right. That's that, I think that, that does the math. I and then there. Ken Height picks up the slack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does so brilliantly. I'm David Flora. I'm David Stecco. This is Blurry Photos, and we have a good show. We have... Um, Listen, 
I'm not going to blow sunshine up your ass, okay? You you don't want me to piss on you and tell you it's raining, okay? So I'm just going to tell you straight. This is a pretty good show. (laughs) I'm a straight shooter. I don't play games. I'm not here to waste your time. You're going to be glad you listened to this episode. (laughs) Now, two weeks from now, that's fucking bullshit, man. Just delete it. Get mad that you burned Wi-Fi points just downloading it. One thing I should tell you, next week, the U.S. government's switching to a Wi-Fi point system. So in two weeks, you're going to be really mad when you spent those points. Yep. Bitcoins, uh, right? That's right. That's what net neutrality boils down Bitcoins. to. Bitcoins. I've seen a lot of websites that uh, actually accept Bitcoins as a currency now. No, that's because you're a big fan of the dark net and you're trying to buy human beings. Oh. Do, do you feel Didn't like put those together? Sorry. Do you feel like you're still kind of stuck in a a a night, late night talk show back and forth thing? Because I feel like bit. I feel like I'm still kind of there a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Oh man, what's the difference? Yeah. What better way to break that than tell us what we're here for? Well, we are here tonight to quit podcasting forever. This is right. This is the last episode. Bum, 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 bum. And then no one cried. So then we we're like, oh, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna keep doing it. Because no one cried. That's right. Tonight, we're going to talk about the golem. Ooh. Like like my, my precious, the, the finger-biting ring lover? No, no, not golem. Oh. Golem. Oh, that O matters. That's right. It's uh, a beast. Although, or I mean, not even a beast. It's a construct yeah. of Jewish uh, of, of folklore. That's right. Yeah. And, I was going to say mysticism, but that's not long. right. Uh, all episode long, I am going to uh, switch my voice up and stop talking uh, like this, precious. Mm-mm. Where's... Mm-mm. No, makes me very uneasy. Where's Kabbalah, precious? Where's <laughs> Kabbalah? Ugh. I don't care for that. That makes me very uneasy. <laughs> Jewish folklore, precious. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what golems are, uh, the history of such a creature, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know how it fits into uh, pop culture, what it's all about, and all we've that got, jazz. We've got the names of three people who've been killed in the last 10 years <laughs> in golem attack. Wow. Yeah. Um, that part was a lie. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. We uh, pump you up, and then we let you down. Pump you up, let you down. Sometimes we forget the pump up part. <laughs> we just let you down. <laughs> oh, the hose wasn't connected. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out here with uh, a quote from the old Bibla. Okay. Psalms 139, 16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned. When as yet, there was none of them. Oh, that's going to come back into play. That's really going to bite him in the ass there, Chad. <laughs> I got to tell you, I can't wait to see how the second half plays out on that one because I feel like uh, the gun is in the first act. Wait till the third. Oh, boy. I like play analogies there, chat. Oh. <laughs> it's one of the few I understand because it's got a firearm in it. <laughs> uh, here is what a golem is. A golem's a creature. In Jewish folklore, made out of mud or clay, and brought to life through magical means. Yeah. Or mystical means. Mr. Magical means. How, however you want it. Uh, a golem serves a person who created it unerringly, following direction exactly, but having no thought of its own. 
Yeah. So you get, uh, as far as if you look at it from the folklore perspective, you get a kind of a careful what you wish for. You even kind of, there's a little flavor of that gin monkey's paw sort of, oh, when you ask it to do a thing. It'll do it. Yeah. But it'll do it. Mm, But then (laughs) it's done. It could understand speech, but could not speak by itself. Mm Mm-hmm. A golem could be commanded to serve another, but would ultimately follow the command of its creator. Yep. Uh, so if if I made a golem, I could be like, uh, golem, follow Dave's direction now. And Dave would be like, oh, go get me 36 candy bars. And the golem would do it. And I'd be like, golem, put those candy bars back. And it'd do it. And then Dave would be like, oh, but golem. And golem would be like, I ain't getting no damn candy bars. You get your own damn candy bars. Golem wouldn't say anything, dude. Yeah, that's what he's thinking. He's like he that. I didn't say he'd he say that. He can't have a thought. He like can't have a thought. He's like that. He can't have a thought. He's like that. He can't have a thought. He's not going to put those candy bars back because you said it. 45 minutes later. <laughs> can't have a thought. He's like that. He can't have a Descriptions vary, usually, on, on golems, just a little, uh, but they seem to have in common the feature of being a large, hulking humanoid mm-hmm. of hardened clay or mud. Uh, very powerful, very strong, very resilient, and uh, and it also. I mean, I, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this the entire time. It keeps the entire time. <laughs> it keeps harking back to other things. Like I said, you know, there's the the monkey's paw. Also, there's a little bit of uh, a Frankenstein in it. Mm-hmm. You get yeah, you get some of that going in there. Or more accurately, there's a little golem in Frankenstein. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just popping that champagne and you're just pouring it all over that's everybody. Right. That's how I like to do it. You don't care. You're going to lick it off them bodies. That's how, Dude, that's how golems tell them drink. Because when you warn them, they'll stay out of tongue range. <laughs> What's the uh, tongue range of that <laughs> battle cruiser? Um, we'll talk about a little bit of the history of this thing. Yeah. We like to do that. You should be used to that by now. Yeah. Uh, so this, I'll, I have to put this out here. This is the part where we say, the folklore and the history books get all muddled and make for a pretty slippy slope of facts. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Let's the, get slippy. Uh, the roots of the golem are found in the Talmud and early Judaism. Here's a little refresher for you. The Talmud is the main text of rabbinic Judaism, containing teachings of many rabbis, and is the basis for uh, uh, Jewish law. There ain't no law like Jew law. Or Jude law. Sorry. I meant I meant the actor. Oh. Jude law. <laughs> um, one Talmudic passage states that Adam... Was uh, you know you know Adam? You heard of this guy? We're done with that. We've moved past it. Uh, uh, you know Adam of Eve fame. <laughs> Adam, boyfriend of Eve. Oh, right, Adam. Adam was a golem for the first twelve hours of his life. Mm-hmm. It's broken down like in the first hour, the clay was gathered. In the second hour, it was shaped into the. It wasn't until the. 12th or 13th hour that in the third hour breathed we got life. hungry so i went and had a snack then then it was like the sixth hour because then i was watching a movie i fell asleep on the couch <laughs> watching iron sky <laughs> this is where the the quote comes back when i when i talked about thine eyes did see my substance oh, right. yet being imperfect in the hebrew text instead of my substance it is uh golemi and that is 
it basically means my unshaped form. Yeah. Uh, or I think Jewish scholars have likened it unto an embryo. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I and that's uh, the the reading that I did. Same thing that likened it to an unshaped form, a lump of clay, a th- uh, a material meant for a purpose that has not yet been worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To all you um, video game players, it's like you know collecting all your crafting mats, but before you make some shitty long journey to the capital city, which is where like, the only place where they have a forge or something. I'm going to capital city. <laughs> Capital City, City, here I call. They got some crazy little mm-hmm. class trainers, and I'm going to level up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm I'm not going to blame anybody who is, who is like, f*** you guys. No, I will blame you. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Another reference spoke of the Babylonian Jewish teacher, Rava, who created a man and sent him to another teacher who tried speaking to it. With no luck, because mm-hmm. as we pointed out, golems can't talk. Yep, uh, and that caused him to remark, "You belong to that crew of magicians. Go back to the dust." Which I, I'll tell you what I like about that. Uh, when I read that, I was like, "So it sounds like he's like, oh, this is just one of your shitty magicians' pranks. Get out of here!" Yeah, right, exactly. Like, there's no marveling at it. It's no. just pure irritation for time <laughs> wasted. <laughs> Later in the Talmud, two rabbis were said to have created a calf every Sabbath Eve using the Sefer Yitzhah, which is the book of creation. Uh, and then from there, the story and the le- or the legend of the golem as a physical thing grew, which included the idea that in order to give life to the creation, one would have to ritualistically do a number of things. Uh, after shaping the golem out of soil, um, one would have to walk or dance around it, saying a combination of letters from the alphabet and the secret name of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kill it, you do all that stuff backwards. Yep, I've heard that version of it. Backwards dancing. And speaking backwards? Yeah, but sure we haven't yet. Agent Cooper. Agent Cooper. Hey, golem. <laughs> that gum you like is coming back. Or, here's another way to give it life. Uh, you write the letters Aleph, Mim, and Tav. And by their powers combined, they form the word truth. That's right. Spells the word Emmet, which means truth. Uh, and then uh, you put that on its forehead. You mm-hmm. write it on its forehead. Or uh, you can apply directly to the forehead. Or it can be taken orally. That's right. You can put it on a piece of paper, shove it in that golem's mouth. Yep. Shove it in the mouth or stick it in the arm. And to to kill it that way, you just erase Aleph. Uh, the third letter. Yeah, the uh, which leaves you with Met, which means death. And then with when you write it on, on the parchment, stick it in the mouth, just take it out of the mouth. Yep. Unorally it. Yeah. Deoralize it. Um, now, I'm going to tell you right now. Learn from the people who've made this mistake. When you deactivate your golem, make sure you're out of totter range. Make like may have them lay down first, <laughs> because yeah. that's a whole lot of clay and stuff that's just going to come crumbling down. And um, there have been fatalities. You you gotta you gotta wonder. I mean, these people make it big, 
evidently. Yeah. Although there is an element, there's a hint here and there in reading it that sometimes they grow. Right. Yeah. There's the one that the the guy had to kill because he was afraid it would get so big it would like consume the universe. Yeah. That's. Uh, I have to think like. <laughs> That's that's on you, asshole. Like <laughs> you, made, you made it that size. Yeah. You have to scramble up it and then yeah, kill that's, it. I would. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and I guess that's the whole point. Like, you be careful when you make a golem. Um, I do. I do remember one. I read one thing that was interesting. Before we get too far off the formation of it, was that the the reasoning was that that as these um, rabbinic scholars and rabbis. They spent their whole life devoted to getting closer to God. And the closer you get, the more um, you're allowed to to glean the wisdom and power of God. Sure. And so these these most devoted men, just like God made man, these men would have uh, a shadow of that power. Right. And so they right. were able to make um, an automaton functionally who could uh, understand orders and carry them out, but had no independent will, had no ability to interpret the orders and couldn't then uh, further communicate. Right. Right. And so it was sort of like, you know, God can make man, man can make golem. Golem can make poo. (laughs) Golem (laughs) makes dust. (laughs) Also sometimes make crush rabbi. (laughs) Uh, Also all golems are Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the paper that that they the parchment that they wrote the secret name of God on uh, that the spoilers it's Yahweh. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what the <laughs> DIY golem go for it. the The name was also um, called a shim, mm-hmm. uh, and that's short for Shim Ha Meforesh, uh, which is a it's the hidden name of God uh, and composed of either four. 12, 22, 42, or 72 letters. And you know they're using the 72-letter version. If you're going to animate something... You're, you you joke, but apparently that was the most common use. Yeah. You used one. So... Uh, oh, I mean, it's it's the most... I mean, if you're... It's the one that requires the most work. I mm-hmm. imagine that, that means that it's like the, the, the hardest to do requires the most, you know, effort and intention. Mm-hmm. True. So, I mean, if you're going to pick one that, if you're raising a golem, you know, if you're going to draw a bow, draw the strongest. And if you shoot an arrow, shoot the longest. All I'm saying, use Larry the seven. photos. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to start compiling our, our bumper stickers. <laughs> Uh, for when we get a merchandise store set up. Which and we're working on. Dudes, we're working on it. We really are. We we just I mean, want to do it in a way that, that isn't supporting corporate America. <laughs> right. It's supporting us, America. Us and you. Because we do it through corporate America. It's higher for you, less less for us. Yeah, everybody loses. Everybody loses, except and, corporate America. Yeah, and, and know that we're we're building this beast from both ends. Not only must we now generate creative ideas for merchandise that is are appealing to the masses but then create a vehicle to deliver them to you and yep. so lots of stuff going into it yeah plus did you know there's laws about selling <laughs> shit yeah to people yeah they didn't exist before obama i can tell you that gosh i can't even I'm gonna joke. go out and shoot a wild animal <laughs> i'm so mad post it to instagram and no one will care or facebook or any of those things yep Man, man, we got real preachy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
hey, did you know the first person credited with creating a golem with a shim was Elijah of Helm? I'm sorry, where was he from? Helm. But the golem came to be more of a monster than a helper uh, and scared it might destroy the world, took out the shim, which made it turn to dust. It may have been this guy, this guy um, Elijah of Helm, but it also it also may have been a here's a here's a spoiler. Golems were made uh, here and there. It wasn't a special thing. Uh, there were a lot of wise Jewish men throughout the ages, and um, a few of them made golems. One of them, though, like you said, it it just got to be too out of hand, and apparently it was growing and growing and getting more powerful and a little unruly. Uh, I don't know how it got unruly if it had no thought of its own you know but he had to scramble up it take the shim out and then boom it fell to pieces and And base jump off the shoulder yeah yeah, he had to put on one of those human flying squirrel suits i don't trust him i just don't trust him Mm -mm. no thank you which leads us to the most famous (laughs) was the Hasidic legend of Rabbi Lowell bin Betzalel, the Maharal of Prague. Yes. Maharal is an acronym uh, for the Hebrew title that he held, which meant our teacher, Rabbi Lowell. Mm -hmm. Um, He lived from 1513 to 1609. A long time, dude. That is a long time for a time when people didn't live a long time. Right. Clean living, scholaring. Yeah, scholaring. Golem making. Every day I'm goleming. <laughs> <laughs> they see me golem. They hating. Wow. That's really good, though. I feel like I want to keep going with that, but I can't think of anything. Rabbi Dirty. <laughs> uh <laughs> There's there's your new fucking Diggy Toots track. Oh yeah, Rabbi Dirty. Oh, I like they that. They see me golem, Hasidic. <laughs> All right. Um, around 1580, uh, a priest named Tadush stirred up some anti-Semitic <laughs> riots. <laughs> this guy's a total Tadush. <laughs> yeah, so so freaking Tadush has got some anti-Semitism going through him. Uh, Holy Roman dude. Stirring up some um, anti-Semitism, Rabbi Lowell was told in a dream to create a golem to protect the Jewish community. So he did. Yep. From uh, from not only like just uh, attacks, uh, pogroms, things like that. Tell us what a pogrom is, because that was new to me when oh. I read it. Uh, I you know how I know this of when I was in junior high when I was in Fiddler on the Roof. It's um. <laughs> It's state-sponsored terrorism, functionally. You get a bunch of people, they run into town, they, they, they burn everything, they just make life miserable. It's just a raid, it's, yeah. but, it's, a, but it's, it's based on religious targeting. They, um, and this is something that the Jewish community has had to deal with for a very long time. It has at no point in history been easy to be Jewish. <laughs> and, Are you uh, sure? <laughs> quite. And... Um, yeah, and pogroms were uh, a part of this. It was just a, a means of, of you don't want to go through all the effort of exterminating them, but you'd also don't want them to gain too much momentum. So they would just occasionally the the, the police or the army or just a, a a bunch of pitchfork torch wielding lunatics run amok through the community, 
um, breaking, burning, destroying, killing. Not, I mean, not, not, not really killing a lot. Just a very, you know, maybe one or two it's people. Riots. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's a raid. It's, it's like a, organized it's, riots. Yeah, which is kind of. And a, then and then you leave, and then you're like, "Yep, sorry, I just pushed the reset button on your on your town." Yeah. So, uh, the golem sought to protect the Jews in in Prague, and apparently, it could also turn invisible and call forth ghosts. Nice <laughs> upgrades. <laughs> What, was le- like, what level f***ing cleric does he have to be to do that? Yeah, no doubt. There was one rule. It had to be no eating after midnight. Yeah, that's right. Do not get it wet. Uh, it had to be deactivated on the Sabbath. It is a, it is an instrument of God. It mm-hmm. too must rest. It did protect the Jews during Easter. A lot of this was going on during Easter time. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are different accounts as to the end of the story. Uh, in one account, it... The the golem goes mad and runs away. Like a murloc. <laughs> In another account, it goes out of control and threatens innocent lives. So Rabbi Lowell removes the shim and kills it. Yep. Uh, one account says that it fell in love and then went berserk when the love wasn't returned. Yeesh. <laughs> Again... These things not really supposed to have any emotion or thought or no no so that was that's kind of weird but um in most accounts uh, upon removal of the shim it fell to pieces which Rabbi Lowell stored in the synagogue attic yeah and against the t- the day that it would be needed again it has this kind of great ending like yeah. whenever we need this golem we got all the parts upstairs mm-hmm look out. Get your dancing shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, from this, this particular story, uh, a lot of stories were inspired, including a legend from the Grimm brothers in 1808, saying, After saying certain prayers and observing certain fast days, the Polish, yeah, yeah. the Polish Jews made the figure of a man from clay or mud. It could have been clay and mud. What's the difference, nine. really? Nine. Do not want to sully the golem. Vine, it was clay or mud. Clay or mud. And when they pronounce the divine name over him, he must come to life. He cannot speak, but he understands fairly well what is said or communicated. Yeah, it's like you could tell him, go get me the Slurpee, and he'll get you the Slurpee. he'll get you the Slurpee. But sometimes he'll get you, like... It's a whole slurpy machine because he doesn't understand that the cups are right next to it. So it's like, why did you make all these problems? Now the man from the Savage Elevens is mad at me. And the golem is like... Yeah, and I'm like, why don't you tell me why you're so stupid? And then the golem's like... So then yeah. we put the poop on his face. And so then I take it's, it's it goes shim. Away. Takes the shim. It takes the shim out. I regret dancing around it. They call him golem and use him as a servant to do all sorts of housework. That's actually part of the quote. It's yeah, not me being something stupid. You jump right back into that. <laughs> they have him do a housework. <laughs> oh. By the way, congratulations, Germany, on your World Cup victory. Yeah. Now it's right back to getting made fun of. I, I don't really have a claim to say that I, I called the World Cup because I gave you three different teams. So mm. I don't even have a claim to say I don't have a claim to say. <laughs> I was wrong from... from I, I could have called the World Cup today and still be wrong. <laughs> the, 
They, the concept of, of bringing life to a humanoid creation, it's not just a, a Jewish concept. No, lots of people want to make sex toys. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a legend that tells of Pope Sylvester II creating a brazen head uh, or a female automaton. Oh, shit. Capable of keeping him warm. Oh, man. It, sometimes You guys should be terrified. I can't call... <laughs> <laughs> I can't call a soccer game, but I sure as know what a Pope wants to make. <laughs> wow. Sweet, sweet love. That's right. I have my finger on the pulse of uh, humankind's darkest impulses. You have the finger, fin- your finger on the Pope's. Uh, and there was, a, there was another uh, Jewish philosopher that I think it was said made a, a golem out of wood and hinges. So it could be his concubine. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Was it made out of naughty pine? <laughs> I thought about it and said, yeah, I'm going to burn it. All right. Yeah. That's N-A-U-G-H-T, boy, love. That pine has bad ideas. A lot of sap in there. A lot oh. of sap. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's it. I've wrung that sponge out quite enough. Stop, stop. <laughs> Even when you're dismounting, it's gross. <laughs> um, now, this uh, the, the Pope's uh, automaton, apparently it talked too much and he killed it. Jesus Christ. That's the story. <laughs> and I mean... I made life out of nothing, but then it got all blabby blabby, <laughs> so I had to kill it. And, you know, an automaton, not exactly the same thing as a golem, but it's creation of life. It's... I don't know. Ask Jeffrey Dahmer. No. (laughs) (laughs) Decline. Alchemists, our friends in the Middle Ages, they sought answers from uh, the Kabbalists in how to create life. There was a big uh, push for that. They were trying to cobble together. Oh, God. You you, you just ride the horse. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I am... Flush with puns. Okay. Oh, we've talked about Kabbalah uh, b- briefly, and, and of course mm-hmm. this sneaks into this one. In um, our Madonna episode. Kabbalah is an esoteric school of thought which originated in Judaism. It's it's Jewish uh, magic, Jewish mysticism. Yeah. Uh, also, possible future subject. Maybe. Maybe. If only, I mean, it seems redundant because we did the Madonna episode already. Look for that one. <laughs> I know there's something wrong with the website and iTunes and every other source of our podcast, right? It's really Just hard to get showing. the yeah, it's hard to get the Madonna episode. You would have really gotten that EVP to joke. Oh, so what's the deal with with the Golem? When, why why are we talking about him? What's why why why? Oh, because he's. I mean, as a story, as we've already mentioned, it's got roots into a lot of different directions. It's also still exceptionally relevant. I mean. Um, not only in fantasy literature, in video games. Oh boy! Um, it's it's still a common. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a it's a mythological creature. It it, it yeah, sits yeah. right there with griffins and and other things that are mythical. <laughs> yeah, dragons and right fairies. It's it, it it absolutely is relevant because it's it's a thing we still discuss. It's and, everywhere and it's, it's ubiquitous. And you don't. Uh, it, it's history is interesting. Yeah, uh, I I think the biggest takeaway from from the golem stories it's um it's that it's the metaphor of of man dabbling with forces beyond his control not unlike the icarus myth yep 
You got some sorcerer's apprentice in there. Yeah, yeah. It often tells how how these creatures get out of control. Uh, at first, they seem to be a blessing. Then they end up being a curse, mm-hmm. you know? I read one account, and I, I, I'm trying to remember what the source of it was, but it talked about how golems, you would you know, couldn't talk. They would obey your commands. But if if you weren't taking good care of them, they would deliberately try to boil your commands down to these hyper literalist uh, uh, ideas so that they were deliberately not doing what you want, but at the same time doing exactly what you said. <laughs> and, but in it, but it was a choice it, they'd be like, Oh no, I, I understand what he means. Like, you know, when he said, you know, go, you know, make me a banana or turn him into a banana, you know, like that kind of <laughs> semantic bullshit. Sure. That, how, how do you take care of a goal? <laughs> Uh, After they're made, do you do uh, you like smooth out any any chunks they get taken out over the? Well, you, you know what, um, you do, and I'll uh, you, sand you, them you down. Can, you band them with iron because if you look, uh, I did an image search, and the most popular image of a golem is of this kind of rotund. Imagine a smooth Michelin man, and they <laughs> always have this crack across the chest with a with a band of iron across it. <laughs> It's a really weird. It's, it's, yeah, it's a really common theme in in a bunch of different depictions of the golem that it has these these iron bands and they and they don't appear to they they always appear to be covering a crack or something like they yeah. they seem else you know, like, like why would you need them yeah these stories directly influenced Mary Shelley <laughs> oh third act blam <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with that. Uh! <laughs> um yeah frankenstein man yeah frankenstein's a a golem of sorts electricity and, is the life <laughs> is the breath of life in that one and there is a uh there was a movie about the golem made in the 20s yep yep dare golem dare golem that has i mean identical scenes the little girl looking up at the golem and s- sensing no you know it's this this giant hulking brute with this this tiny tiny vulnerable girl but they but it's all fine you know and they use that juxtaposition later on mm-hmm. you know when they made uh, frankenstein almost shot for shot actually sure. yeah it's uh even the the gingerbread man tail has elements of of the golem in it so you can't catch him not the happy happy little muffin man gingerbread oh. man tail um that made no sense the the i think they call it the clay man or the Clay Boy, maybe, where... Neil Gaiman? <laughs> Is that one of those Gaiman books? Never wear, never heard of it. Never care. Oh, you got me there. Checkmate. <laughs> no, they, these, uh, you know, these nice old people never had a child, so they decided to try and make one out of clay. And they do, and they're happy at first, but then it keeps eating and growing, and mm-hmm. pretty soon it eats all their food, and then it eats the livestock, and then it eats them. Boo. So, you know, don't try and make people. Yeah, don't do that. Every show that dips its toe in the supernatural has an episode that's golem inspired. Yep. Have you noticed that? Yeah, no, but I'll say yes. Um, All right. Uh, One of my favorite shows that have come out recently, Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. They have a a golem episode. Um, Supernatural. Supernatural. I think they have one too, right? The show Supernatural? Yeah. I think they do. I, I've never 
I've never watched that, so Me I don't. Neither. I don't know if it's any I good. Just, if if we, you guys watch Supernatural, let us know. Well, you said shows about the 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 supernatural, so <laughs> I said I hope the show Supernatural well, has an episode. Maybe they maybe they haven't gotten to it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would be amazed if our listener we didn't have a listener that was really into that show. Let us know. Yeah, let us know if that's if that's any good. We've let you know about Lost Girl, and I hope you're welcome. Yeah, I hope you know you're welcome. I gotta, but. I gotta say something since we're on the subject of Lost Girl. Uh, Flora, you got me. Actually, you know what's funny? You got my sister to watch it. Oh yeah, and then she started leaning on me like a ton of bricks to watch it. So I watched it, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm in the third season now. Maybe are you? Yeah, but here's the fun thing about that show is that it, it, it has it, it occupies such a weird place to an American sensibility mm. because it's it's a a North Canadian production, and so it's like. I think I just saw a nipple. I mean, it, S- sort, sort, it of? sort of, it lives in this Close area enough. where like, no, there's no way this was on like regular TV, right? but it's not like HBO level right. either. It, right. And it occupies this weird spot. You're like, who did they make this show for? What channel is this show on? Yep. Yep. And it, yeah, I, that fascinated me. So I, I had to look it up and realize that, oh, it's actually made for internal use by Canada. And it's only, it's just like on Netflix. It's showcase. Yeah. Showcase channel. Which I don't get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on, Netflix. It's what so so you like it? You think it's all right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know that I've seen a Golem episode yet. You know what? They they may not have done one. I don't know. They they do such a good job though of, of blending in like what the creature is. Yeah. With with the people. And I, I know that I saw growing up uh, a couple of different cartoons that had the golem in it. Oh yeah. And I'm trying to remember what they are now, but I know that I saw them. Did you know that Lost Girl had a squonk episode? Shut the fuck up. Yep. They were harvesting the girl's tears in the shed because she was a squonk and squonk tears were really valuable. Remember that? I haven't seen that one. Well, spoiler. Holy <laughs> shit. You really think I could have kept my mouth shut knowing there's a squonk episode? <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Golem. I, I'll, I mean. That's ga- enough like TV you said, chat. <laughs> games. Uh, my, Minecraft. Yeah, you can create a, a golem that protects your place. He he doesn't do anything but walk around and beat up bad guys for you. What else do you need? Uh, Pokemon. There's there's some golem esque Pokemon. Okay, uh, I guess he's in is Terraria. That, uh, is that friends with that uh, peekaboo? That uh, electric rabbit bunny? That, that rat? What suits uh, lightning? Yeah, I, well, you know, I, I got the, my my grandkids are into that. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. They got this, Char-tard? What's the, a chartard? They got the, they got the turtle that's got a tank. It's, uh, it's got a tank gun on it. Yeah, Squiggle. Tur- turtle tank. His name's Squiggle. Turtle tank. <laughs> I don't know. It's like animals when they fight. I think one of them's a Nazi. Booby saw? Well, one of the That's animals. That's what these kids are into at 13 years old. That's what they're into. There's like a psychic cat, and yeah. I think it's I think it's supposed to be Hitler. <laughs> a thinly veiled Hitler reference. I woke up from a nap. I I, I had no idea what was happening. What was going on? I said, on "This with is them? it. This is what a stroke what are feels these like." Kids doing? This is what a stroke feels what like. What are they doing? This is like. what a stroke feels. like. That's that's wow. your new yeah. spinoff uh, episode. Is old also, men talk about Pokemon? Also, Pokemon. your new ringtone for <laughs> This is what a stroke <laughs> feels like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep, golems—they're everywhere. D and D, hello. Oh yeah, huge. Saving that one for you. Uh, I, I think 
think I'll even link to the old uh, Monstrous Manual entry for the Golem. Do it! Because in D&D, it's fun because you can have Golems of all types. Oh, yeah. And lots of video games enjoy that. Yep. Bone Golem, Iron Golem, Stone Golem, Obsidian Golem. Can Whoa. you imagine? That versus the White Walkers. Yes, please. <laughs> Clay or mud golems are already hard enough to to kill. They're very resilient. They're they're yeah. they're very hard. You can only attack them with bludgeoning weapons. And an obsidian golem. Oh man, <laughs> can you imagine? You just. I mean, get in oh, that obsidian God. house. Getting that. Getting those golems in there. Everybody's made of obsidian. There's some topless teenagers. Everybody <laughs> has fun. Everybody's having fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, so. That's that's your golem for you. There you go. That's that's a, that's that's a fun slice of a uh, 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 Jewish folklore. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. It's a very cool thing. That's if you ever see it and you're like, oh yeah, I sort of know. That's that's a thing that people make it does stuff. Now you know. Make it does stuff. Yep. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> it's just this what, is what a stroke, stroke feels like. like. <laughs> It's true. This whole podcast is what a stroke feels like. There's a lightning rat on the television. Oh, I put just that, woke up. Put that on the list of bumper stickers. Blurry photos. This is what a stroke feels like. <laughs> and a picture of Pikachu. That's right. Or at least his rendition of it. It's a, it's a yellow bunny rabbit with electric lightning bolts. <laughs> Uh, All right, so that's uh, that's Golem in a, yeah. a hardened clay uh, nutshell. Now you know with what a shim I've, stuck in it. You know what I've done is no, uh, I don't know what you've done. I've been working on this clay into the approximate shape that I wanted, and and maybe if we just get this shim attached, the old forehead there. Well, it's too late she, because oh, now no. the puns leave. Now puns obey my command. Make jokes that hurt. <laughs> it doesn't literally. <laughs> Flora, why don't you kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Yeah, that's how cocky I am. You want me to kick it off? All right. I have a great Jewish dancer. Oh, yeah. Who likes to shake his booty at mitzvahs. Nice. Bar and bot. Yeah, he doesn't care. He 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 gets out there and gets gets down he's on the been, dance floor. He's been in the midst of a scene for such a long time that it's right. just second. Everybody thing. knows him. Yeah, it's Rabbi Get Low. Oh, drop it, drop it, low, Rabbi. All right, I like that. I like right, that. Right. Okay, I've got one. So uh, it turns out at some point um, there was uh, some Jewish missionaries in Japan, and in order to thwart atomic testing, they made this enormous golem. Okay. And it would occasionally run amok and break things. But then um, the Japanese government was like, well, we can't have you and your giant golem, which we don't have the military to stop. So they set about making one. Instead of clay, um, they made a, a giant robotic golem, and that was a mecha golemzilla. <laughs> yeah. I would I would make the sound, but it didn't speak. Oh, nice. Truth. What do you got? Uh, I've got a museum where exhibits are clay figures reenacting historical moments. It's called A Long Time Ago. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Are you ready for this one? No. Yeah, you can't be. I can't be. So Elijah. I know him. Made 
an enormous golem. So big that just to get all of the, the clay he needed, he dug this huge pit. And it, it was it was a pretty damn deep pit. Like in, okay. it took it had ramps and everything. And it was so deep that uh put it ass to sleep. <laughs> no. It was so deep that eventually it became this kind of prized uh landmark. Okay. And eventually the uh the kingdoms of man had to defend it from invading orcs. <laughs> Because that hole was called Helm's Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you win this one. <laughs> Helm's Deep. Because <laughs> Elijah's name was Elijah Helm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. Well, okay. I'm, I'm just oh, making sure because, you know, maybe people don't know. It's got to tie them. it in. So there you go. I believe the phrase is them's puns them's or puns. what were you going to well, say? I was going to say, phrase. I was gonna say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Both. 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 I, I believe though that I'm, I've got this piece of paper here. I don't know if you know it, but it's got 72 letters on it. Uh-huh. And I'm going to shove it right in the mouth of this monstrosity called Listener Man. <laughs> And so in conclusion, my friends, that's why the I before E except after C rule, although it is the rule, actually has more exceptions than implications. I know English is a tough language, guys, but you'll get it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Don't forget your homework for next week. I watch Comme Benoit, everybody. Comme Benoit. I can't wait to get home to Mitsuko. I I can't believe I'm thinking in English still. I should be saying these words... Oh, dear God. Why am I still speaking in English? There's no one around. I'm cursed by this language. (laughs) This this must be what a stroke feels like. (laughs) Oh, Mecca Johnzilla. Mecca Johnzilla. Just rose up from the depths and is currently running amok through our town. He shot up into the air so fast he came back down to earth all the while screaming. Oh, That's and he's, what that was. And he's got a great one-two punch. Oh. First, uh, mundane superpower. Yeah. The quarter hour power, uh, which is the ability to make every event on everyone's schedule occur 15 minutes ahead of schedule. <laughs> also known as the dick move. <laughs> I don't know. That, there's nothing mundane about that. If you can shaft that many people, you're a supervillain, and that would, power is real. I would be in that group at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, think about this. Your enemies try to blow you up with like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, that thing went off fifteen minutes ahead of oh, schedule. Man. You know, you know me though. I I can't stand to miss the previews. I, me neither. I'm the same way. I love the previews, and and I'm always like cutting it right de- right down to the wire. So. Me too. I I know I'm the same way. Like, I I really I won't see a movie if I know I'm going to miss the previews. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, he also gets us uh, with a pun. Uh, when Calamity Jane herself fell upon calamitous times, she could put any sailor to shame with her colorful, colorful verbiage. This led some to call her Profanity Jane. Ooh. I, is is that a pun or is that an honestly an accurate thing? Because I'm it, sorry, I'm such it, a f- up. You fucking you fucking come over here, I'll break you, shove your f- into your own boots. 
If you've watched Deadwood, she is profanity, Jane. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mecha Johnzilla. Thanks, Mecha Johnzilla. Comb Benoit, my friend. Comb Benoit. Uh, we heard from friend of the podcast, Aaron. Oh, hello, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. He says, as part of the steel industry's propaganda push for the patron saint for steel workers campaign, they wrote a little song about him that made it to number 99 on the Billboard charts for three weeks. I'm Casey Kasem, and this is the Top 40 Hits. Not going to hear this one. <laughs> I guess it's Top 40. Okay. It then promptly faded into obscurity. Uh, not one to let such a catchy tune die. Michael Cimbello heavily sampled the backbeat in one of the signature tracks from the smash hit movie Flashdance. Here's an ex- excerpt from the original song, which stays true to the original tune's feel. Just a steel town boy on a Saturday night Getting the crucible just right In the real time world no one needs him at all They all say he's into metallurgy He's Joe Magarack, Magarack made of ore And he's smelting like no one's ever smelt before <laughs> Wow This is amazing Aaron you has written a whole song based on Joe Magarack that is, um, I am a, who the f*** gets that into Magarak? <laughs> the answer is Aaron, and I salute you, sir, and this, this is, this is amazing. What, this maybe is, This is what a stroke feels like. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day we can put this to some actual karaoke or something, but. Uh, <laughs> maybe. He, it's, it's literally, the song, the whole song has been word for word changed to Joe Magarak. This is amazing. That is a magnum opus, and you deserve to record it? And bring and, and send us and we'll play it. <laughs> there you it. go. Yeah. <laughs> you record it. Yeah. You send it to us and, yeah, then we'll, and then we'll play it. I'm telling you, I'm afraid of establishing a precedent whereby people make up whole songs and then we have to <laughs> sing them. Yeah. Yeah. That That's pretty scary. A scary onus is what that <laughs> is. Uh, he did say, though, on another note, show, show suggestions, uh, which I think last time you... You were like, here's what shows we should watch. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's biting you in the ass, dude. Oh. He says, uh, here's some show suggestions. Uh, Orphan Black. Love it. I'm, uh, I think that I finished the first season. Yep. So did we. We, uh, we love it too. It's yeah. A very, very, very fun show. Very well done. And um, that girl got scammed and slammed. How on earth did she not get an Emmy nomination for that? I, nah, Meryl. Meryl. She got nominated for something though, right? Or warm one, I don't know. Anyway, and that's it was another probably Canadian a BAFTA. show. A BAFTA is pretty good, but it ain't no Emmy, and no. they know it. It's a CAFTA. <laughs> it's a Canadian. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Dead Files. Oh, I've heard of that. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, Better Off Ted. I have heard of that one. Yeah. True Detective. Oh, did uh, yep. Yeah, watched a bunch of that. that. Yeah. Uh, and Archer. Oh, um, phrasing Aaron. <laughs> yeah, phrasing. we're pretty big fans of Archer. Yeah, we love Archer. So, uh, so thank that's, you. That's what we got. Thanks, Aaron. And gosh, that's that's some amazing work. Well yeah, done. Well done. Is, uh, that is amazing work. I I don't know if you should be proud or ashamed. I leave that to you. That's between you and God. Is what that is. <laughs> Make your peace. Moving on. Gather round, everybody. It seems we got ourselves a bit of a throwdown between Jonathan's. Oh, Jonathan throwdown. It's a Jonathan throwdown. Jonathan throwdown. Children, get off the streets. It's a Jonathan throwdown. 
And Jonathan the Throwdown, you fool. Uh, it's, it's quite a regular uh, throwdown of Jonathan's. <laughs> it would appear that uh, we've gotten an email from the actual favorite Jonathan. Oh. I made the mistake of uh, referring to Dirty Rice as my favorite Jonathan, apparently. Ooh. And that's it's not my fault. I'm, I'm not mistake. even... No one's asked me to go to the penalty box because I hadn't known this Jonathan yet. And the two... Jonathan's locked in struggle. Why, in perfect Greek tragedy, they are roommates. Oh, forced no. to look at each other, forced oh, to ignore the, the lingering pile of laundry that each has made. <laughs> oh, where did the peanut butter go? <laughs> Why look to Jonathan, no father? <laughs> oh man, the uh, scribble board outside your door has got to be a f-ing nightmare. This is just. <laughs> Jonathan's versus Jonathan's, which is probably why we've got Jonathan and Dirty Rice. Yeah. And um, so the Jonathan known as the actual favorite Jonathan for the purposes of this uh, email. AFJ. Yep. AFJ is the the first of the roommates to find our podcast converting Dirty Rice. Oh. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of sauce. That's a lot of ammunition in your camp. I can taste that soy sauce from here. Oh. Um, and interesting enough, uh, Jonathan has got a degree in humanities, uh, <laughs> which is a degree in humanities, which is an inter- interdisciplinary program, which oh, involves yeah? history, literature, and folklore. Hello. So he's going to break down the difference between folklore and fake lore, which I, I wasn't, you know, I kind of made it up. What the hell do I know? Uh, and 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 he agrees that it's a it's a it's a distinction that makes more sense to folklorists. But he made a good point. Like this is a good example. Take um, the Battle of Thermopylae. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the basis for the movie Three Hundred. Three Hundred. Um, the account by Herodotus. Dentist. Herodotus. <laughs> I like this game. <laughs> um, by Herodotus, and uh, there's the the Frank Miller adaptation of it. Um, Three Hundred. So you've got. <laughs> I no longer I'm, like. Now I'm game. afraid to talk. <laughs> um, that there was the all the Frank Miller had all the elements of of of, of a Greek uh, piece of folklore with the 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 giant acts and there was there was wild beasts and uh, and, and everything was heightened. Where but the actual um, the tale is very different from that. So uh, three hundred, no one's going to say is an accurate description of that. Which itself is a, a description of the of the account made by Herodotus. Okay. So Herodotus is the folklore, and then three hundred is the fake lore based upon it. Very very good. Yeah. Um, analogy. Yeah, that us. is. And, and boy, you're speaking our language because. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Three hundred. Well, sweaty mm-hmm. men's all up there fighting on the cliffs. <laughs> That's a that's a very good way to put it. Again, yeah. you know, folklorists they know how to define folklore. Yeah. So uh, so under those rules, the Pecos Bill does not make the cut. Unfortunately, sorry, Pecos. I know. Pecos. Mm-hmm. And uh, one fact, I was going to point this out myself. He he reminds me of this. So our favorite um, Swiss Greek hair care enthusiast and uh, alien throat whisperer. George Boom Boom Sukalos uh, has no qualifications whatsoever. Do you know what his degree is in? What? Sports communications. He was a promoter for weightlifters. 
And I mean, obviously, you don't need. They, they, we don't have any qualifications. I know, but we're not George fucking Sukalos who just shows up with worse hair every week and just weighs in on things. If I had I the mean, hair, we, we don't have hair. We just would weigh I in be on George Sukalos? I'll be on your TV show and be like, "Uh, that's probably aliens." I mean, how the fuck did he get the job in the first place? That's a mis- That's a mystery. That's our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell is George Sukalos paying his bills? Um, and I, so, I just I gotta wonder if the hair makes the man, or the man makes the hair. Well, I mean, the man is technically physiologically making the hair, but the hair is what is helping the man. I just, it just is frustrating. I mean, you, but on the other hand, you ask yourself, what would in a perfect world, what would the qualifications be of a guy who just blames every fucking thing on aliens? Then you'd go, oh, oh well, okay. I guess I guess I guess he is qualified true. to say that. Like. What exists that would in in the real world? You got to ask yourself what the f- and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that is end transmission, <laughs> and uh, he ends up with uh, an interesting a story, really interesting piece of folklore. I don't know if oh, you, you've seen this. Uh, out in the old west, there was a, a giant of a man who worked for the railroad. His who? job. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get there, <laughs> you dick. You, you stick in the spokesing dick. <laughs> uh, his job was actually building the train cars and specifically putting in all the windows, which he was extraordinarily good at. Now, some of you today might realize just how up from the ground the windows on these trains went. Some of them as tall as ten feet or higher. Oh, uh, now, this man was so this man was so tall he didn't need no ladder and no extend of his long arms to set these windows in place and install them. He moved so fast no one ever even saw him moving. Even some said it looked like he had extra arms. He set those trains up so quick. He could install the windows on a train a mile long in just a matter of minutes. Soon his fame grew, and soon he was known, as they said in old-timey talk, as the Winder Man. <gasps> yes, that's right. And he and is the not... Stock continues to rise. Yeah, that's right. He's not afraid to just throw another Slenderman on the pile. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Thank you very much, the AFJ. AFJ. <laughs> the, no- the notorious AFJ. <laughs> Uh, balls in your court, dirty rice. Yeah, what are you gonna do? 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 And oh, um, what are you gonna do? Well, I believe we have an award. Oh, really? It's gonna be doled out to the human that is not the best man. Oh, really? Well, if he's not the best man, he's probably the second best man. No, no, tenth, not that. Tenth best? Worse? Worse? What's worse than tenth? Well, I mean, there's only eleven positions, so yeah. if you're not tenth, then. Are you saying the actual worst man? The worst man. Oh, God. Heard from Adam. With a pun. Oh, I hope it's the best one. He did. He did his homework. Nice. We asked him for his. Uh, uh, Yeah, we asked his crystal healing pun and uh, he delivers here. So after his last crystal healer was a bust, he was recommended to another interesting practitioner of the art. He was a friendly man. Mm -hmm. And as Adam read his credentials in the waiting room, he noticed he was also a former world champion and yoga instructor. What? But imagine his surprise as he walked into his office only to be grabbed by him and suddenly slammed face first into the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, he tells you what, you don't ever want to make the mistake of seeing Dr. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. The crystal healer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's a bonus for you. Oh, I like a little extra icing on that cupcake. John Henry had a massive family of brothers, some of which he's been researching. 
There was the man who had over a hundred children, Spawn Henry. <laughs> then there was his brother. I thought he was like a minion of hell. <laughs> yeah. Had a big cape. Yeah. Ran around with uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, there, there was his brother who tried to sail the Brooklyn Bridge, Con Henry. Oh. There was his successful mobster brother, Don Henry. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> And he even had an adopted brother whose name had been uh, lost to history, though some call him the non-Henry. Oh. Them's puns. Them's puns. Adam uh, also introduced us to (laughs) the amazing uh, band called Ninja Sex Party. Right. And it's just as awesome as you think it is. Yep. So thank you for that. Hilarious young men. Thank you. Thank you, Adam, for, for that. These guys are great and if you uh if you happen to know them at all uh, send them our way tell them tell them we'd love to to work with them yeah. somehow or another but yeah, we don't know if who you don't, your roommates are we're learning all the time yeah if if uh if you don't though um um who, oh well but, <laughs> uh so thanks everybody for sending in your mail yeah uh we're we'll get to more uh later dave you have a big old life event coming up i do i do i'm gonna be gone next week uh, I'm going to be doing the RAGBRAI, the Register's Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa. Gah. Oh, no. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be gah. strapped. I said gah. Yeah. It's going to be me and um, my 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 cruel, heartless bicycle, Maleficent, <laughs> which is the name of my bicycle. I have two bikes, Shepard and Maleficent. And uh, and Maleficent and I are going to, we're going to do about 500 miles, I think, from wow. uh, from Nebraska to... I don't know, whatever's east of Iowa, Illinois, Illinois, <laughs> the state we live in. That's what I'm doing. I, I wish you're that nuts. I could. You're I, just nuts. I wish that I'd be able to uh, give uh, weird updates from the road, but I, there's not a lot of cell phone service and there's going to be about 10,000 assholes uploading to Instagram from oh, there. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to have any access really, but I'll, I'll take pictures of weird stuff as I see it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I would say ride hard enough to uh, to see some lights in the sky. There's not going to be a lot of a oh, lot yeah. of interference from city lights or anything. No, so. I'm looking forward to that a lot. So yeah, it's a, a ride all day, camp all night. Yeah, nice. Um, well, good good fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. I've been training for for some time for it. I'm I'm not worried about that part. I'm going to be going to be doing just fine. It's going to yeah, be it's a lot of fun. I mean, and it's it's not a race. Right, it's, right. it's a lot of distance, but it's, you know, you just do it. Yeah. And that'll be, that'll be something to, to notch your belt with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what that means is next week we are going to have an episode, but oh, yeah. we are not going to have listener mail next week. Yeah. Um, so it's just not the same without both of us. If, if just Flora did it, you'd be like, who yeah. the f- is this? Joker? I'd be going. Oh man, and I can't, I can't risk the possibility that you're like that. Everyone's like, no, just have Flora do it from now on. <laughs> I can't, I can't live with that. Even, even the chance. Yeah, that's You'll- what's going to happen. <laughs> that's definitely what would happen. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's what's that's what's coming up for us. Uh, yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. But what you can do in the meantime, while while you're not listening to listener mail, you can uh, take that time, go to iTunes, and and give us five stars, review us. Yeah. Uh, go to Facebook, like us. Yeah, that works. And that, if you if great. you were an Iowa listener great. and happened to be along the uh, the uh, oh, the route for uh, how fun? Yeah, I mean, we'll figure this out. Write us in. 
I will find a way to meet you. If you're if you're on the race path or the 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 whatever they call it, the, trail, the route, yeah, the route. That's what I was after. If you're on the ragby route or even close to it, find let me know. That'd I'll be, I'll be, be happy to stop and we can we can grab a beer and a pork chop on a stick. That's right. You'll get a you'll get a spiffy card even though you don't need it. That's right. <laughs> business. Yeah, but uh, but I actually, I mean, I would say that the blurry photos business cards are somewhat collectible. They're, they're pretty neat. I mean, there's not a lot of listeners that have them. <laughs> That's true. And there's a lot of people that aren't listeners that <laughs> have them. Do have them. <laughs> You're right. Those dirty fuckers. <laughs> uh, you can go to uh, YouTube and subscribe uh-huh. to us there, and um, you, you know what else to do. Stumbleponds in there, and uh, blurry underscore photos is our Twitter handle. We also have a donate button. We appreciate oh, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. We love the donate button. Uh, but other than that, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been Rabbi David Flo. Nice. And I'm David the Giant Dumbass Ball of Clay Stecco. <laughs> I'm taking the shim out of your mouth. Oh! Crumble, 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 crumble. Oh, no! Oh, my legs! Oh. Crumble! <laughs>